Hallelujah. Glory to God. We appreciate the Lord so much. Uh, he is good to us. And, um, today we will finish. I know we're into a new month, but there's one lesson left for us as we look at the attitude of thanksgiving. And our scripture today will come from Habakkuk. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you're trying to say something else. It's that word, Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. One of my, probably one of my favorite passages of scripture, just for the lesson it has. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yes. Woo! Yes. Glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today we're going to talk about the choice of thanksgiving. The choice of thanksgiving. Let's pray for the lesson. Lord, we love you today and thank you for your word. Thankful for the lesson that it teaches. We are so grateful to you for all that you do, Lord. Pray you'd bless our hearts to receive the word in good ground today. Lord, because it's vital, we make the right choices. And I know the word will help us. We love you and we praise you. We ask you to bless all that's done here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Thankful for his word. Thankful for the God I serve. You can be seated this morning. The attitude of thanksgiving. And this is the choice of thanksgiving, not Oh, I've got to choose where I'm going for dinner. This is making a choice to be thankful for everything that we do. The scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, that it is God's will for us to give thanks in all things. As Paul wrote, he said, you know, this is not on somebody else. He said, concerning you. As far as you're concerned... You give thanks in everything, every situation, every season, every up, every down. You give thanks to God for these things. But there's something that, uh, that I realize where it says it's the will of God. Even though it is the will of God, we still must choose because God will not force his will on anybody. He's not going to force you to serve him. He's not going to force you to come to church. He's not going to force you to read or pray. None of those things. But it is his will. And his word is full of his will. And if we will live by the word of God, we will fulfill the will of God. And it says that he wants us to be thankful in everything. But one thing I do know is this, is that whenever there is a will of God for our life, there is opposition to the will of God. There will always be something to try to get you away from God's will. We have an enemy, a liar that loves to uh, distract us. He is a, he's a deceiver, so he's very subtle. He can appear as an angel of light, different things, and, and just draw us away from God's will. And we talked briefly at our Thanksgiving dinner about 
don't let anything become a barrier between you and being thankful because being thankful in everything is God's will. But knowing that it's his will still does not uh, negate the fact that it is a choice. You choose how you will respond, how you're going to act in every situation, how are you going to do. You can be, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy. That's a choice. We always say it's better to be the glass half full kind of guy because that's, that's the positive attitude. But I think if you're thankful, you're either one. Well, if the glass is half empty, I'm thankful because I just drank half of it. <laughs> if it's half full, I'm thankful because I still got some to go. Well, what if you spilled half of it? Well, then I'm thankful I didn't spill all of it. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether it's half full or half empty, however you see it. That doesn't change that you're supposed to be thankful to God. So if somebody says, you the glass half empty or half full kind of guy, so I'm, I'm both. What does that mean? I'm just thankful I got a glass with anything in it. And so it's, uh, if I've spilled some of it, hey, that's all right. I still have some of it. You know, there's a, a story. I don't know if you, you may know who. You've, I'm sure you've heard the name if you've looked for, uh, been looking for a study Bible before. You would come across uh, the name Matthew Henry. Uh, he was a, a Puritan um, Bible commentator and uh, a biblical scholar. And one uh, time in his life, he had been at a place one evening preaching he, it was in his journal. He kept a journal, and he said on the way back from preaching that night, uh, four men came and robbed him and took everything he had. Didn't, didn't hurt him, didn't, beat him didn't, you know, didn't injure him, but just robbed him. And, and you know, if you've ever been robbed, that can uh, leave a bad feeling. Uh, it can make you, it can bring fear and uh, bitterness, hatred, anger, furious, want revenge, want somebody to pay. I've been robbed. And, uh, but he... Uh, had some thoughts on it and actually kind of turned it into a prayer. And in his memoirs, there's this recorded as he meditated. His, this was his meditation on the situation. He said, Lord, I thank you first because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they, they, although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Third, because all they, the, although they robbed and took my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. And so you can uh, always feel like sometimes situations are out of your control and that uh, the circumstances of our life should dictate what our attitude should be. But the truth of the matter is, is we are always firmly in grasp and command of our own state of mind. When we say, oh, I, I was out of my mind. Well, if you was on something, maybe. But when you are lucid and something happens, you choose how you will react. You are in control of it. You can scream and holler or you can fall down and pray. It's, it's one or the other. It's, you, you make a choice what you're going to be. You can get bitter. You can, we always say you can get bitter or get better. You can get mad or you can just pray about it. You, can, you choose if you're going to let it eat you up or if you're just going to go on and serve God. 
Even when we suffer things that we didn't bring on ourselves. Somebody broke into my house. Well, you're going to become a vigilante and go hunting people down and shoot them? No. You're going to, you know, shut yourself in and never leave, you know, make your house like Fort Knox and never leave again because if I'm here, nobody will come in. No, you're not going to do it. You, you choose how you're going to act. You don't have to sink into victimhood or bitterness. You can still choose to be grateful for what you've got. There is a, a, a silver lining in, in every situation. And we can uh, choose to be joyful. We can choose to, uh, to thank God. Or we can choose to just give up. But I choose to be thankful. And when the scripture we opened with, this guy, the prophet writing, uh, giving us a scenario, what if this is your life? Now, you have to understand the time he's writing in. To us, well, if my fig tree doesn't blossom, that's fine. I'll go to the store and buy some fig newtons. We don't, you know, we, we don't, we've, we've got an option. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about somebody who made their living from agriculture, and this is how not only how, what fed them, it's what provided income for them. And he said, so if the fig tree won't blossom, there's no fruit in the vines, no grapes, anything like that. The, the olives that we have not producing, so there's no oil for us to sell. The fields that we plowed are yielding no meat. The flocks that we have are cut off from the fold. There's, they're dying, we're losing them. And there's no herd in the stalls. We have nothing to fall back on. Nothing's there. This guy could say, that's it, I'm done. Shake his fist at God. Be mad, be angry, be bitter. But he knows something that's stronger than any physical uh, possession we have. He knows that there is a a way to live that is beyond uh, what I can put in my belly or put on my back or the house that I live in. He said, even if all this happens, this would be the worst case scenario for me and my family. Since we don't have anything coming in, I can't feed my children and they're starving. In that day, they might get hauled into debtor's prison until they can pay the debt. I mean, we read about that in the scripture, the, the widow woman who her husband wasn't around. They were going to come take her kids and put them in prison until she could pay the debt. And so he's got a lot of negative things staring him in the face. But he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. He learned something uh, evidently that long time before it was written in the, the New Testament. He learned to be content with such things as he had. Because God would never leave him, and God would never forsake him. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. If your joy is only in the things you can hold, you're going to find yourself sitting in the dust, crying and weeping someday because uh, that stuff don't last. That stuff's not going to hang in there. Jesus said, where your heart or where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. He says, so lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. He said, because here on earth, the moth is going to get it. The rust is going to get it or a thief is going to get it. But when you joy in God, it's a never-ending supply of hope and peace and mercy and grace and love. You're going to always have something in the cupboard as long as you got God. I'm not talking about 
uh, canned food and biscuits. I'm talking about you're going to have something on the inside that's going to let you not give up, not quit, not walk away, not get bitter, not get mad. But you're going to have, you know what? Woo! I lost my job. I might lose my house. Uh, the creditors are on me because I can't pay. But I've got a God. And as long as I have Him, I got time of prayer. And I'm going to spend some time in his presence. And he, I still got the Holy Ghost. I can still see signs and wonders and miracles. If he calls me today, I'm going to be with him in glory. Let me tell you, there is nothing on this world that is better or bigger than what God has already put in you. And this guy has realized that it's a choice. In the world, we see people lose everything. They take their life. Or they turn to crime. They, they try to find some other way to get by. They're trying to fill a void, trying to find something to make them better. Well, won't nothing make you better like Jesus will make you better. And let me tell you, once you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you will choose him every time. And it'll be a choice to be thankful no matter what comes your way. I may not uh, be having all the best things happen right now, but I've still got God. Today, you know, we say, well, well, I don't know why Monday gets such a bad rap. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's Monday. I like Monday. <laughs> I like Monday. It's prayer meeting night. I mean, it's, I like Monday. It's another day to be alive. It's still the day that the Lord has made. And, and so I still, I still got something to look forward to. So I know, but people say, well, you don't, if you had to work, go in and work where I work, you'd hate Monday because I hate clocking in on Monday. But be thankful you got a job. You know, there's some people that hate Monday so bad that they'll call in sick, just name sick, just call in. I just can't face it today. Or go in and do a bad job because they just hate being there. It's Monday. And I don't want, well, well, if you stayed out Monday, then Tuesday would be your Monday. And if you stay out Tuesday, then Wednesday's going to be your Monday. There's always going to be a first day back to work. It's always going to be a first day back into life. Hey, let me tell you, be thankful every day. Choose that I am going to be thankful unto God. And I don't know why this mic's cutting in and out so bad today. We may have to swap up in a minute. But uh, this writer here is letting us know that there's a choice to be made. The scripture tells us that there, uh, it's full of that choice to choose God and choose the joy. Uh, in the New Testament, uh, James wrote to us, he said, My brethren, count it all joy. Now, that's a choice. You can, you can count it up and add it up as, Hmm, somebody's trying to get me. God don't love me. I must be doing something wrong. Or you can just count it all joy because you know you still got God. Every time something goes sideways don't mean that God has left you and it don't mean that you backslid. It just means, hey, here's what happens in this world and in this game called life. We're going to have ups and downs, good and bad. It's going to rain on the just and on the unjust, but the just going to keep praising God. I don't want to slip from the category of that rain. I want to make, if it's raining, let me still be just. The just shall walk by faith. I want to keep walking in faith in him. It might be pouring on me. I might be soaked to the bone. It, it may really be coming down, but I want to make sure I'm still in the just column. I don't want to get 
I don't want to be murmuring and complaining and, 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 and just having a bad day and, and just ease myself over into the next column. I want to stay in the category of the just. I, I, the Bible tells me this, that my life, good, bad, ugly, is hid in Christ. That's what the scripture says about us. And your life is hid in Christ. That means uh, it's covered. You know, when something's hid, you can't rightly see it. And if I am hid in him, that's why I've got joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's why I can rejoice evermore, or as one writer said, uh, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now I get it. No, there's no... Uh, a trial, he's not saying, it. I love this trial. I just love this trial. I love God. I don't love losing. I don't love heartache. I don't love pain. I don't love sickness. I don't love defeat, but I love God. And I'm not going to let any of these things separate me when it shouldn't anyway. I'm not going to let any of these things separate me from choosing to be thankful for what God has already given me. I may have a closet full of skeletons that are a testimony of the bad that's happened in my life, but I'm not going to let three or four closets full of skeletons stop me from praising God. Yeah, it stinks when bad things happen. But God is still for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? It doesn't mean we rejoice at what we lost, but we rejoice in the Lord because we have not lost Him. Rejoice in what you won't lose. You won't lose your salvation when you stay thankful. You won't lose your walk with God when you stay thankful. You won't lose that connection and that relationship when you stay thankful. But when we get ungrateful and we start grumbling and complaining and murmuring and fighting and fussing and bitter and ugly and mean and walking away and, and ah, all that stuff, that ain't us. That's not how we handle it. We are now walking in the newness of life. The old life, I handled it like that. But the new man created in his image, walking in his spirit, walking by faith. He don't give up and throw in the towel. He don't cuss and fuss and grumble like that. But he says, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. I thank you. Oh, yeah, my heart's broken. I'm sorry uh, that I've lost this loved one. I'm sorry that I lost that good job. But at least I've got you. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And I'm still glad today that I am content with Jesus. I'm not talking about just sitting back and say, I don't want to do nothing. I'm talking about I am content with the life that he has given me. Knowing that he is here, that he will never leave me or forsake me is enough to keep me going on. I'm, guess what? I'm going to have my share as long as I'm walking this earth. I'm going to have my share of bad days, but I will never have a share of days without Jesus. I will never wake up, open my eyes, and take a breath without the Lord on my side. I will not wake up and walk and go through this day without the Holy Ghost inside of me. 
And if the trumpet sounds or if I go in the ground, when I open my eyes, I'm going to see Jesus. And honey, that's enough to make me thankful. I choose thanksgiving. I choose to thank God, to serve him. I want to make sure that I don't get upset at God when things are good. We can't even imagine it. It's easy to be thankful when things are going good. It's easy to be thankful whenever, hey, man, I just got a raise, just got a bonus, just got a new job, house just got paid off, kids just got out of college and everything's paid for. I mean, when things are going like that, smiling and praising, shouting. Oh, come on now. You know, you roll in here on Sunday after you got about a $5,000 bonus at your job on Friday. You're the first one in the door. Well, I'd be, I'd be coming to the opening of the door. You'd be standing at the I've been waiting on you, Pastor. Oh, we all like that. When something like that happens, man, we, oh, man, we're shouting and going and carrying on and worshiping and praising God and telling everybody. Oh, that, that statement of faith, gifts and surprises, baby, bonuses, raises. You know, we're just so excited. You get pink slipped on Friday. Will we even see you on Sunday? You didn't say that. Or if we do see you, will it be? If God loved me, I'd have lost my job. Might be a better job around the corner. But you so stubborn, you wouldn't leave that when he had to get you fired. <laughs> what? All things work together for good. All things work together for good to them that love God. I got pay my tithes, been in church, been reading, been, been fasting a little bit too. I, man, I'm doing, I brought somebody to church. Why did I lose my job? Because there's a better one waiting. There's something around the corner. There's all, God's going to take care of you. If you seek him and his righteousness, all these things be added unto you. God's going to take care of his people. Listen, it's a choice. All of it. There is no, uh, no instinct that makes you just throw your hands up and go, I'm thankful. It's a choice. God gave us free will. And God gave us the power to decide and make decisions. That's what separates us from uh, animals and things like that. He, we, we can choose. We can examine things and we can... Uh, make a decision on which way to go or which way not to go. And, and so choosing is rooted in that power to make decisions. And so whenever something happens, you choose. For every reaction, action, there is a reaction, but the reaction is chosen when it comes to us. I didn't have no choice. Don't ever say that because you did. But it may be I didn't have a choice if I wanted this outcome. But you always have a choice. I, I just had to do it. I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. You may not want to acknowledge the other choice you had because to you maybe it wasn't a choice, but you still have a choice.
And let me tell you, you still have a choice when it comes to praising God and serving God. This man lost everything, said there ain't nothing. I got nothing, nothing, nothing to eat, nothing to sell, nothing to feed my people with. I've got nothing. I'm in danger of going to the debtor's prison. I'm in danger of losing it all, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation because it didn't just become true in the New Testament. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. God still, David said it a long time before it was ever written in the New Testament. Listen, these, these people knew what God could do. My cup runs over. God will prepare a table uh, for me in the presence of my enemies. God's going to take care of me. So I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful for what he's done. I'm thankful for what he will do. Psalm 34 and 1 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. All times. Oh, we, all times. Not just, you know, blessings. I will bless the Lord. Blessing and cursing, James chapter 3 tells us, should not come out of the same mouth. He said, with that mouth, people bless God, and they curse their brother. He said, this ought not to be because your brother's made in the image of God. He said, salt water and sweet water can't come out of the same fountain. When you make up your mind that this is how I'm going to live my life, I will bless the Lord. You have said right then and there, my mindset will always be blessing and not cursing. I am not going to curse God. I'm not going to shake my fist at God. I'm not going to turn my back on God. I'm not going to uh, say that he's been unjust or unfair or, or allowed me to, to suffer uh, uh, you know, unduly. God, no, he is sovereign. And whatever he chooses, whatever path I take, and he knows about it as long as I'm following his lead, hey, it's going to be all right. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he might fall following the Lord's orders. The Lord knows it's possible to fall flat while you're following me. You just don't stay down. For the hand, he's not utterly cast down for the hand of the Lord. Hey, if you were to raise your hand, say, I ain't never failed. Well, I've been serving God. Woo! Then everybody move over a seat from that person because. No. See, God wouldn't even do that. But what I'm telling you is that you, you, you know that you've missed him. You know that you failed, but, but you just keep serving God and you keep trusting God and you keep living for God. And when you make it up in your mind that I will bless the Lord at all times, this, this verse, is, it, it, it means so much more than just a good song or, or just a good thought for preaching. Man, it becomes your life. I bless the Lord at all times. When people see you, you got to praise. There's, a, there's something going on. They can look at you and tell that there's something different. They, they can look at you and tell, even if you think, man, I know some things are going wrong in their life. I know some things ain't, ain't really going their way, but, but you just see them joyful and, and happy and at peace and just still praying for people, still worshiping God, still reading their Bible, still doing all the things they did before when they were sitting on the mountaintop. They said, hey, this valley ain't but just a little while. I'll be out of it. Just hang on uh, because I know God's going to take care of me. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise 
shall continually be in my mouth. Always blessing God. Always worshiping, carrying that, that, that joy that's unspeakable. It's, I can't explain it all the time. I just know it's there, and I know it comes from God. It don't come from things because I've lost things before I came to the Lord, and I didn't have no joy. I, I, I went through things before I had God, and there wasn't no peace there. But I have experienced some, some great loss and great things in my life since coming to God, and yet I still am standing here today. Not because I'm something special, but because he's something special. And, and God's a keeper. And whenever you connect yourself to him, the only way to get separated is for you to walk away. I got no intentions of walking away from God. I got no desire to be out from under his grace and his mercy. I'm not going to get somewhere where I have separated myself, where I don't feel that comfort and touch anymore. I'm not talking about, I know sometimes, oh, now everybody got scared all of a sudden. Oh, wait a minute, when I go through them little dry patches and them little, does that mean I'm lost? No. We all have that wilderness experience. Listen, it ain't always in what you feel. It's in what you know. It's in what you know. And we know. That's what the Bible says. And we know that all things. And we know this. Don't let anything change what you know about God that saved you. Don't let anything change what you know about God that loves you. Don't let nobody steal that knowledge of God from you. Oh, they hurt me so bad, I ain't going to church. What in the world? And God's like, huh? Don't let somebody have that kind of power in your life that they steal your knowledge of the Savior that you walked in, that you worshiped in, that you preached in, that you prayed in, that you got through of so many things. And then also this one, somebody, oh, you know, they, they were so close to me and, and I was so close to them. And man, they, oh, it just it killed me. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And if it did, he's the resurrection and the life. So you ever say, well, that, that killed me. Well, let him resurrect you. Because let me tell you, that same spirit that raised Jesus up, if it lives in you, it's resurrection power. The Holy Ghost will keep you getting up over and over and over again. It'll keep you thankful. We've been wounded, but I ain't dead. Psalm 118, 24 said, This is the day which the Lord hath made. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter if it's the day that you got the worst news ever. It don't matter if it's the day that you got the best news ever. Whatever day it is, God made it. Because in the beginning, he created, and when he was done, it was the first day. God created the days. He created the time. Sun coming up, sun going down. God created time. God created the days. This is the day which the Lord has made. But then the choice comes to us because nothing can change the fact. The fact is God made this day. 
But the choice is, will you rejoice and be glad in it? Will you be thankful even though you don't have exactly what you need maybe for that hour? Will you still be thankful to God? If you woke up tomorrow morning and didn't have anything in the cupboard, could you still sit down and just thank God? Could you bend your knees and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm alive today? Because it's a new day full of new opportunity. This just might be the day that I'll get what I need. This could be the day that I'm going to have everything I've got to have. You know, I heard a story. We heard a story a few years ago because of the times. This brother was preaching, talking about his mother. It was a great woman of faith, great prayer. And everybody around knew her. And him and his siblings were there. I don't think their dad was in the picture at that point. I'm not sure if he passed away or if he was just gone, what it was. But um, they'd have nothing to eat. Nothing, nothing to eat. I'm out, well, let's, because a lot of times we'll say, well, we ain't got nothing to eat. And we're staring at a cabinet full of stuff. You may have a cabinet full of nothing you want, but you got to say, you know, I don't want beans, I don't want rice, I want cheeseburgers and fries. You know, I got nothing to eat. I'm talking about they had nothing. There wasn't no, "Mm, let me decide, you know, they didn't have anything. And so their mama said, kids, you stay here in the living room. She went back to her bedroom and started praying. They said they lived in a little single-wide trailer. But she got to praying. They said, I'm not talking about back there just... Praise, I'm talking about praying, Holy Ghost praying. He said that trailer was rocking, praying. And he said, just a little bit, he said somebody knocked at the door. He said, we were kids, we didn't know what we were supposed to do because you don't go interrupt mama while she's <laughs> praying, but we're supposed to let strangers in the house. Finally, one of them said, you know, go answer the door, and they opened the door, and there's a guy there had his truck backed up to the porch. So the back of that truck was full of groceries. And he said, is this, and he, he told the, the address and the woman's name that lived there, and they said, is this where she lives? It is. He said, well, he said, all I know is while I was at the grocery store to get me something, he said, the Lord told me to buy all these groceries <laughs> and, and said, bring them here. And he didn't even know them. And he said, mom was still back there praying and said, we unloading groceries. He said, Said the living room was full of groceries, the kitchen was full of groceries. And said, finally, we went back there and knocked on the door and said, Mama. <laughs> and but he told he said, when that guy got through unloading groceries, he got in that truck and said, and peeled out and got out, <laughs> got out of there. But see, she could go pray and worship God. Didn't have to beg him, just go back there and just be thankful. Yeah. And God said, I'll supply every need. And then just send them a, 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 a meal, but send them groceries for a while. And you say, well, I don't know if I believe that. Don't believe it, and you'll never experience it. But let me tell you, you ought to, you ought to believe it. You ought to trust God enough to believe it and, and know that God can do those things. If he could feed a multitude in the desert while he walked this earth, he can still lay it on somebody's heart. If he, if he can tell, command a bird to come and drop the prophet some foods while he's, he's taking a nap, let me tell you, while your mama's praying, he can send a man with a buggy full of groceries to your house too. God can still do it. But it's a choice. It's a choice. And when you choose to be thankful, when you choose God, 
you're going to always come out better than you ever were. Always going to come out better than you ever were. Again, we know that all things work together for our good. And God is worthy of praise in every situation. In Job chapter 1, and I'll finish up with these scriptures here. Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. After Job has gotten all the bad news he feels like he could take for that day. So he must have been sitting down. It must have been one of them situations where they run up and say, hey, you better sit down. After he sat there and heard all the bad news, he said he arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, and then fell down on the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Take his health, take his children, take his possessions. But they could not take his integrity. It wasn't because, see, God moved that hedge from around him and let the enemy come and do these things because he knew what Job had already built. And when that hedge came down, the wall of integrity that Job had still stood strong. I'll show you how you know it was a choice because when his wife walked up and saw him, she said, do you still retain thine integrity? When you retain something, you are holding on to it. That's a choice. I have not let go of God. And he said, I will not let go. One place he said, and I will not let go of my integrity. I'm going to hang on. To, and part of that integrity was he was thankful to God because God had gave and he was thankful to God because it was God that had took it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Job did not die. Job lived on, and Job was blessed more in his latter days than he was in his former days. You will always come out on the better end when you are thankful to God. Be thankful for what you... I'm not... Oh, I'm sure he didn't get up and say, Whoo! Glad them kids are gone. No, he was brokenhearted. He was weeping and mourning, but it didn't stop. Because that... Let me tell you, that broken heart... Live side by side with the joy of the Lord. Hello? A broken heart, a broken spirit that says the Lord will not despise. Let me tell you, when you are in that state and you will find yourself in that state, the joy of the Lord don't leave. Oh, oh, I'm, oh they cry. I'm going to slip on out of here. I'll come back when you're feeling better. The joy stays right there because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The reason you make it, the reason you keep going, and the reason that you still serve God when you're brokenhearted is because there's a joy that stays with you. It don't take a break when the tragedy comes, but it's just waiting on you. It's, it's standing over good. It's like, you know that old uh, song, put me in, coach? <laughs> that, that joy is going out, put me in. Hey, you getting beat up right now, put me in. It's like a tag team match. You know, uh, hey, you're getting whooped. You better get to this corner and tag in right quick so that joy of the Lord can strengthen you. Because if you try to hang on without the joy or without activating the joy or accessing the joy, you will lose. Take advantage of what God's give you. 
Take advantage of that joy. It'll keep you going. Praise God. I'm thankful for it. Let's stand together uh, this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for the joy of the Lord. Thank you. Whenever you come down to it, you just reflect on what God's done for you. Whenever you find yourself in a situation and that choice is before you, you just start remembering how good God's been. It'll keep you thankful. It'll help you make the right choice. That's what Joshua did for Israel. He, before he died, he, he brought them back to Shechem and he said, begin to recount how good God had been and how that none of the promises that God had made had failed. Begin to remind them how he had fought battles, fed them, cared for them. And, and then, you know, the famous line, he finally says, so if it seems evil for you, Serve the Lord. He said, then choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, which will serve the Lord. So it's a choice. And so always remember, when you start thinking about the bigger picture, because listen, this life's going to go away. If you live another 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to experience loss, and eventually you'll take your last breath. That's life. It's part of it. But the big picture is eternal life. We're living in in the light of eternity. And so we realize that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That's going to happen. So remember that. And when you see that you could have been in a far worse situation than you are. Sometimes things happen, but you think, it could be worse. Oh, I don't know it could be worse. It could always be worse. Then you thank God. You remember that God has chosen. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. Remember, God's chose your path. And He knows the best path, whether you realize it or not. It ain't always easy to see that silver lining. But there is always a silver lining. Because all things work together for good. Because there's Bible for it. So anybody says there's always a silver lining, you say, well, that ain't Bible, but there's a scripture that falls right there with it. All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. So let's make the choice to just be thankful. And let's lift our hands and thank the Lord and ask Him to bless us in the remainder of this day. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your goodness and mercy, for the benefits you load us with daily. And I thank you, Lord, for that supernatural power that comes with the joy of the Lord. Lord, help us to not be grumbling and complaining, but to be thankful and rejoicing. To serve you, Lord, with gladness. Lord, even on the days when things have gone bad. Lord, today we ask you, Lord, as we lift up our voice in thanksgiving. Hallelujah to help us and bless us today. Strengthen us, God. We're going to praise you. We will bless you at all times. Lord, we're going to live a life that is full of being thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, just worship for a moment. we got another minute or two. Just worship for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Here I am to worship. Hallelujah. Here I am to bow down. Hallelujah. Lord, I will say that you're my God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. All together worthy. Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, O God. Praise you, O God. Here I am to say that you're my Jesus. Hallelujah. You're all together. Oh, you're so precious, Lord. All together. Hallelujah. All together. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it said that Job fell down and worshiped. And it said in all these things that Job did not sin with his mouth or charge God foolishly. When you are thankful for what you have and when you really worship God, it'll keep you right with God. With all that went on, Job didn't sin. I want to be like Job. If trouble comes my way, I want to stay right with God. Praise the Lord. He, he's where every good and perfect gift comes from. Amen. Give the Lord a hand and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thankful for it. Hallelujah. Thankful for it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thankful for the Lord. Praise God. Let's find us a place and pray for a few minutes before the next service. Looking for God to do some great things today. God bless you.